You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 53. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. And today on the podcast, I have a special guest for you. Amber Smith is coming on the podcast and I interview her and we chat about all things belief, all things mindset, and how you can really start to shift your identity to be able to match the results that you want. So one of the things that I love as I followed Amber and as we've chatted um, both on and off Instagram is that the things that Amber teaches as a life coach and the um, techniques that she uses to help her clients shift beliefs, to help her clients to be able to create the results that they want in their life completely and so directly translates into the work that I do with my clients. So inside of Macros 101, which is my coaching program, um, where I coach all my clients, is the focus of Macros 101 is, yes, about learning the how, right? Like I teach how to count macros and I, and I teach that process because that's part of the process. But what differentiates it from so many other fitness programs, from so many other macro coaching programs, is this, the things that we talk about today. Um, it is the interpretation of the journey. It is the beliefs that you're holding on to. It is shifting that identity. And the work that I do with my clients um, is very similar to the work that Amber does and is, and is similar to the things that we talk about today on the podcast. And as I started coaching, I, I got really curious about why I could give a macro program to two different people and have one person be successful and one person not. And there are a couple things that I found uh, make the difference. One, having a very clear plan is really important. Having something step-by-step to follow is, is key number one. But the second thing that I've found that makes the difference is when we can shift things at the identity level and at the belief level, um, that people show up differently in their fitness journey and are able to get different results. And so when I brought, when I asked Amber to come onto the podcast, these were the things that I wanted to be able to talk about. And I talk about mindset a lot on this podcast. I I mention it, but I really wanted to have one episode that we could really focus and kind of dive deep into these concepts and start to help you figure out what beliefs do I need to have in order to get the results I want? What um, piece of my identity could I shift that would be able to make those results easier to get and more possible? And I really want you to listen closely into this episode. And, and the whole time, I really would love it if you would be very reflective of your current journey. I know that there will be stuff in this podcast that will maybe kind of jerk you awake or kind of feel like, oh, wow, like that's not anything that I ever thought of it that way. I know you'll have some aha moments and some takeaways. And I would love them if you would share them with me. If you can hop over to Instagram or Facebook, send me a DM. Let me know your takeaways from this episode. Because here's the truth. 
we listen to podcasts a lot of times, right? And, or we go and we listen to someone speak or we learn something or we double tap something on Instagram. And we, it's like this nice concept, right? Like we really agree with the concept. We really resonate with the concept. And if we just leave it at a concept, nothing ever changes. If it's just something that you learn and don't actually implement, nothing ever changes. So what I would love to hear from you is how you are going to take the things that you're learning in this episode and how you're actually going to apply them and how you're actually going to start to take action on them so that you can change the results that you're getting in in your life and that you're able to achieve the goals that you have set for yourself. Before we hop into this interview, I do want to thank you for leaving reviews and rating the podcast on iTunes. That really helps with getting the podcast out to more people. And I know a lot of you have shared the podcast and I really thank you. I love it when you guys tag me on Instagram. I love it when you post your takeaways. And when you're doing that, make sure to tag me, Biceps After Babies on Instagram. Um, I love to be able to reshare those as you guys are listening to the podcast and as you're having aha moments and even more so when you have those aha moments and then it you take action on it and it changes the trajectory of your results because of it. That's why I created this podcast. That's what I want to do is to be able to help you to take action that's going to get you the results that you want. Last thing I will say before we hop into the interview is that I apologize ahead of time for the audio quality on my end. Um, I didn't turn on my mic. (laughs) I have my podcasting mic and my kids were playing with it previously and I turned it off because they were playing with it. And when we recorded, I forgot to turn off my mic. So I had another mic going, but it's not quite as clear audio. We did the best that we could in our editing, but I just want to make that point. Luckily, Amber does most of the talking, so her audio is nice and crisp and clear, um, but I, I apologize ahead of time for my audio. Now, let's hop into that interview with Amber Smith. Hey, I'd like to welcome Amber Smith to the podcast. Amber, how you doing? I'm good, Amber. So I came across Amber. Actually, I don't even... Do you even like, remember how we cross paths? Like in the Instagram world, I guess. Some way through like Instagram. And I don't remember how, but I just remember like taking a look at her um, Instagram handle and all of her posts. And I was like, huh, this girl kind of has it like going on. Um, She's saying stuff that like I really resonate with. And so um, I don't know who followed who first, but we started following each other. And every time Amber's posts come up, I'm like, yes, (laughs) can I get an amen for everything she says? Um, Thank you. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today, Amber, because I think you have such a unique perspective um, that can that can provide so much value for people as they're going through their fitness journey. And I know typically, um, and we can talk about this in you know just a minute, but typically you deal um, not necessarily with people in their fitness journey. That's not really your um, focus or your niche. Uh, you deal more with coaches. But yep. um, everything that you teach can still be applied to somebody who's going through their fitness journey. And that's really what we're going to dive into today. So why don't you start with just kind of telling us a little bit about you, a little bit about what you do and how you help people. Yeah. So my journey started in college. I studied psychology with the intentions of becoming a therapist. <laughs> and so I've always loved like the self-improvement, personal development space. Um, I found myself as a mom and didn't really want to leave my babies was introduced to life coaching, fell in love with it, started coaching myself um, as a life coach. And I worked with kind of 
all over the place people <laughs> just in the beginning. And then I kind of narrowed my niche down to moms and I started helping moms specifically, you know, love motherhood, feel at peace in their marriage, um, feel fulfilled in motherhood and things like that. And as I started getting traction in that business, I actually started attracting other life coaches. And so that's my focus now. I work with life coaches on building their business, making more money, signing clients, things like that. Love it. Awesome. Um, and I, I, I feel like life coaching is a little bit trendy right now. Do, do you feel like it's kind of coming into vogue where it's not totally. something that people like turn their nose up at a little bit? <laughs> totally. And I just would like, I think about this a lot. I still believe in therapy for sure. And I think life coaching is a different perspective and it's a different problem solving um, force, I think. And so I think it is trendy. I think it'll just continue to grow because a lot of people like the more tangible step-by-step approach to like fixing their problems. Totally. And I, and I do think it will grow. Um, I don't think it's trendy in the sense that it's going to like come and go. Um, I think it's trendy because it's something that works and it's something that people are actually realizing that they find a lot of value from. Um, and I think that it's only going to be more mainstream as we continue to go on. And that will be just something that people are like, Oh yeah. Like my life coach said this or like, right. Yeah. Yeah, I have a mentor that thinks life coaching will be what fitness is like 20 years ago, you know, like most people go to the gym or at least have some sort of person they talk to like or your program, things like that, Mm -hmm. that are very mainstream. I think life coaching is heading that way. Yeah, agreed. Um, so one of the things that you focus on a lot, and, and again, you work with a lot of life coaches, uh, specifically, but we can, we can definitely extrapolate this to someone in their fitness journey. You talk a lot about the inner work that needs to be done. And I talk a lot about the inner work, right? Like we believe that the creating the external reality that you want, whatever that result is, starts from within. Um, and so can you talk a little bit about that and how you've been able to see that, um, change the way that clients are able to get results? Yeah, for sure. I, I teach in my business that everything starts with identity and so do you. And that's why I think we get along so well (laughs) because everything starts with a thought. Everything starts with your belief about what's possible. And so you can try to, you know, brute force your action and just like take a lot of action. But if you don't change how you think about yourself or what you believe is actually possible for you, it, it won't matter because you'll end up you know, self-sabotaging or you'll quit or, you know, the results won't come fast enough and you'll abandon ship and start a new journey or find a new person or guru, you know, and that cycle happens, I think, in so many things when you're trying to achieve something that you haven't achieved before, you know, and, and I think the biggest mistake people make is they try to, oh, they learn this new thing and they jump right into action mode. And what I teach is like, you need to go to the root of the problem. And that's like, who are you being? Mm -hmm. That's where I start. Yes. And I see this so many times in people's fitness journey and as, and you guys listening, um, maybe self-identify this, what Amber is talking about where you're, you're always searching for the new thing, right? You're always searching for that thing that is going to give you the result that you want. And that's when people hop from keto to whole 30 to macro counting to weight watchers to like intermittent fasting. And they're always like hopping, trying to find that external thing that's going to make the difference. And what Amber is, is saying, uh, and which I totally believe, is that 
we have to get to the the root of it, which is you, right? It's like who mm-hmm. you're showing up as, how you are like showing up in the process, um, what you do when things get hard. Um, and when you can address that aspect of the journey, then you're not going to have to jump from thing to thing to thing because you're going to be able to stay consistent. You're going to be able to keep going and you're going to be able to actually get the results that you want. Right. So I love that. Um, and, and can we talk just a little bit about self-sabotage? Because this is something that I see a ton um, in my clients and in people in their fitness journey. So my definition, and, and you can tell me if your definition is different, but my definition of self-sabotage is this concept of I know what to do, but for some reason I don't do it. And I see this a lot with people. They're like, I know, I know how to eat healthy. I know how to exercise, but I just don't do it all the time. Um, what's your definition of self-sabotage? Yeah, I think it's something close. I would say when your identity hasn't caught up to your results and you change your results to match your identity. And so, you know, you can see that in fitness. It's so clear. You've probably dealt with this a lot. You know, they start getting results, but their identity hasn't caught up. And all of a sudden, like the results start changing, or maybe they jump off the wagon or they're not as precise in their counting or they're you know, maybe they don't go to the gym for a few days or whatever they, you know, whatever was working, they stopped doing because they haven't changed their identity to match that new result. Perfect. I love that definition. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about identity. Um, because someone may be listening and be like, okay, I get it. Like I have to change my identity so that, um, you know, my identity can catch up to the results I'm actually getting so that I don't hold myself back. But that seems like a really broad topic and like a very <laughs> ethereal thing of like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I change my identity? Right. And I think even that, that phrase change my identity can make people go, what are you talking about? Right. Kind of are skeptical. You gonna, are you going to like change who I am? Like, you know? Right. And so I think the identity is like a complicated moving piece of who we are. I also, I love talking about the fact that we aren't not, we're not like boxed into who we are. I like to think of ourselves as like the identity creator. Like we get to decide who we are, how we show up, what we think about ourselves, what we believe is possible, you know, our temperament, our feelings, like everything that makes us who we are, we get to decide that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really important piece is like, you're the identity creator. You're not you're not subject to, you're, you're not the, like the effect of yourself. You're the cause of yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you experience this, when you start a new journey and you start to see results and then you see yourself doing the self-sabotage, um, how do you, as, as the identity creator, how do you start to shift those beliefs? How do you start to shift the way that you're showing up so that your identity can catch up to the results you're getting? Right. I think this is like the question of a lifetime and I try to make it as tangible as possible. So what I would say is, you know, you got to start with what you believe about yourself and about what you're trying to do, you know? And so for a lot of your listeners, they're working on like a fitness and health journey. Um, so what do you believe is possible for you? You know, what are you capable of? And sometimes there's going to be a gap between what you currently think is possible and what you actually really need to believe is possible. Mm-hmm. And I would just start by writing that those things down. You know, what do I need to believe for this to work? You know, one of the things that's obvious is I need to believe I can, yeah. <laughs> right? And maybe you don't right now, but you write that belief down. I can, you know, maybe it's really simple. I can, maybe it's I can you know, reach this goal, whatever your, you know, X is like whatever goal you have. Um, 
you have to believe that it's possible. And you write, you know, other things down, like, I believe counting macros is the way to achieve this goal, you know, or even like, I believe change is possible. It can, you know, whatever you need to believe to make it happen, like write those down. And then I would say, you know, kind of make a scale, like how much do I believe that it's possible? You know, like some people are going to say, I don't know, like two, (laughs) you know, and I need that to be a 10 and you just look at it every day. Okay. How am I feeling? I kind of like to think of belief as like the combination of thought and feeling. Like when you really believe something, you kind of feel it in your body Mm -hmm. And that can be a quick, you know, gut check. You know, how am I believing today? Like, do I believe that it's possible? Do I believe I'll get results? And if not, how can I work on that right now? Like, what can I visualize? Who can I talk to? What stories can I read to help reaffirm that I'm doing the right thing? You know? Yeah. So let me see if I can just summarize this a little bit. And you tell me if I've missed anything. So if somebody right now is, is wanting a result that they don't have currently, Um, One of the first steps is to get really clear on what beliefs they need to have in order to achieve that result. And once they get really clear and say, I need to believe, you know, this and this and this and this, these are the beliefs that I need to have in order to get that result. And then doing a self check, like this belief currently, where am I at? How, how much do I believe that? And one thing that I am really big on with my clients is like, there's no judgment that is associated with that, right? If you have to have this belief that like, it's going to work and you currently are at a two with that belief. It's not good or bad. Right. It just is like, that's just right. where you're at. And if we want to get to that result, then we need to start taking baby steps in order to get to that belief. But I think what a lot of people struggle with is they're like, I need to have this belief. I'm currently not there. What do you want me to do? Just like tell myself it's, it's there when I don't really <laughs> feel it. So right. what would you say to that? Um, you know, that's like a, it's a really good question. Cause I think you have to be really careful. You don't edit your thoughts, right? Like I think people live yeah. in la la land, like, Oh, I do believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you really don't. You just know that that's the right thing to say. And there's well, a difference, you know? And I think people do that a lot of time with affirmations. They think yes. affirmations just are you just like telling yourself something that you don't actually believe, but that you want to believe. And, and I don't believe that that's how affirmations work the best. Right. Well, and actually the opposite becomes true if you don't believe your affirmations, right? If you're trying to love your body and you don't, and you try to say, I love my body, what your brain, (laughs) yes, like actually what your brain's saying, like, no, you don't. Yeah. Right. And then you're defeating the whole purpose of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so I like to, I like to use ladder thoughts. And I think we've talked about this before. And it's introducing thoughts that kind of take you one step closer, you know? And so if you can't, if you can't believe that, I don't know that, you if, know, well, we, here's one. If you can't believe that it's possible for you to get the results, can you believe that it's possible for somebody else? Like right. that, that's a ladder thought that I like to use with my clients. So, okay. You don't necessarily believe that counting macros is hundred percent going to work for you. Can you believe that it can work for other people? And then right. once we start to believe it can work for other people, we can start to ladder that towards working for you. Right. Or even like, do you believe that you can count macros? Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, maybe it won't, maybe you don't believe that it'll work, but do you believe that you can follow through on sticking to your protocol by just weighing your food for seven days in a row? You know, I like that. Yes. Good, good. Okay, cool. So using ladder thoughts, things that you can believe that step you closer towards that belief that you need to have in order to get the results. Um, okay, cool. So getting really clear on what you need to believe, um, what else can we do when we're trying to like shift this identity? 
Yeah, I like to visualize, and I know that that's a little bit woo-woo, but like I said, I think of belief as like the meeting place between thoughts and feelings, because mm-hmm. you usually like feel something different when you believe something, you know? Like one of my favorite thoughts to think is like, this is working. And when I really believe that, like I feel different, I feel more confident, I feel sure of myself, I'm more clear in my focus, you know? And so, you know, can you think a thought enough that you feel it in your body? Like this is working is a great example for fitness. You know, this is working. But what, um, but or, what if people feel like it's not? <laughs> right. So <laughs> then you then you choose a thought that you can believe. And mm-hmm. I, I would always recommend, you know, you don't want to trick yourself into la-la land. That doesn't serve any purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so choose a thought that you can believe. You know, if you can't believe that this is working, this can work. You know, or, you know, um, I'm, this is just the beginning, you know, can you believe something that is still positive and moving in the right direction? And that's why I love thought work because there's not just one thought for everyone. You know, this is working might not be your thought, even though that's my thought. Mm -hmm. Figure out what works for you and, you know, ask around, ask for help. I think that there's so many people that have good ideas. You can borrow beliefs. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Yeah. Um, this is, this is something that I coach a lot about inside macros 101. Um, this, this thought work that Amber is talking about is exactly one of the things that makes the program different is that we really do focus on this identity and, um, Amber comes and teaches in macros 101 as well. Um, because this is, this is such an important part of the journey. Um, and it's why you're going to get results this time around that you didn't get previously, because when you as the identity creator can start to shift your thoughts, can start to, um, make different interpretations about the process, it changes everything and it keeps you going. Right. And I think just to kind of add to that, you know, you're asking how you shift your identity or, you know, change it even, I would ask like three questions and it's like, who would you be if you already had the result that you wanted? Mm -hmm. You know, what would you feel if you already had that result? You know, because I think that's what people miss. They're trying, they're coming from a place of not having, and that creates anxiety or stress or like, you know, you're, you're obsessed with not having your result. And that just creates more of that, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the third question I would say is like, what would you be doing if you already had the result? You know? Mm -hmm. And, that's just a good like gut check and self check you can do um, when you feel like you're missing something like, well, what would I be doing if I already had that, mm-hmm. you know? And then the key is that you start doing that now. Yes. And then, and then that <laughs> is the, yes, you can't just, it's yeah. all good to think new thoughts, but you have to take new actions mm-hmm. once you those shifts. Yeah. So those three questions, what would, what would you be if you had the result that you wanted? How would you feel if you had the result that you wanted and what would you be doing? And then the key is you answer that question and you start to do those things now. Yes. And you go to work. And that actually is what is going to drive you because we think that we're going to love our body when we get to the end result. We think we're going to be more confident. Um, we think that we would be somebody who is consistent going to the gym five days a week when we have the result. Well, now the secret is, okay, awesome. (laughs) How can we start to apply those things right now in this moment? Because that, my friend, is going to drive you there. Right. So good. Um, 
Okay, you have one of these concepts that I, a, a, a couple concepts that I that I would like to dive into a little bit. Um, you guys, Amber's podcast is fabulous. Uh, the Seeker podcast, right? Is that I yep. right? okay? Yep. Um, it's fabulous. I love it. It's it's short and quick, and she gives you just such tangible takeaways that you can already like immediately apply to your thoughts. But one of the things that Amber talks about is taking the time it takes. So can you kind of share that idea with, with our listeners and um, how we can relate that to our fitness journey? Right. I think sometimes when we feel rushed or we don't see the results we want, it can be tempting to say like, well, this isn't working. But when you look at it from like kind of a 20,000 foot view, like, of course, it's going to take that time. Of course, you're not going to have instant results. And it's trusting that it is just going to take the time it takes and everything will work out. And maybe your timing is different than someone else's, but it was always supposed to take that amount of time for you. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is something I see when people's fitness journey is we, and I talk about this, right? Like keeping your eye on the end result and not turning your head side to side and um, trying to compare your journey to anybody else's. Uh, right. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Right. Well, and the the goal is to finish. It doesn't mean that you finish first or that you beat someone else. Um, and I think just trusting that you're on the right path, you're, if, especially if you're working hard and doing everything that you know you should be doing, like now it's just, sometimes it's just a timing thing. Sometimes you do just need to be consistent over a longer period of time, you know, yes. with, with anything. Yeah. And, and I think I learned this concept actually on your podcast, Amber, you talked about, um, the point of a goal isn't even always necessarily to achieve the result. It is more about who you become in the process of reaching for that result. Right. Um, And I think that a lot in people's fitness journey, they, they have this idea that the only thing that's going to make them happy or the only thing that like they want in life is an X, Y, Z result. And when we can really shift that from like, yeah, you can, I, I love that you're reaching for that result. Like, I want you to get that result as well. But when we can really start to celebrate who you are becoming in the process of reaching for it, that's when, in my opinion, like that's what shifts your world. That's what shifts other areas of your life. And so I'm always right. focusing on my clients of like, yes, I want to get you the weight loss that you want. I want you to get the body that you want. But in the process, I want you to become someone different because as you become someone different, that shifts other areas of your life. Right. And I always think, you know, sometimes we have like one foot in one identity and one foot in the other. And as we're trying to make changes, that's kind of, we ride that line, you know, I'm trying to be this person, but I'm still fighting my old identity and just taking the time it takes. Like you, you brought up my podcast, like eventually you will have both feet in that new identity. And it's just like when you mess up or when you have setbacks, it's, you know, like you said, like you don't get mad, you don't judge yourself. You just notice, you know, Oh, I'm being like I was before. And I actually want to be this person. So let me step back over there. You yeah. know? And to reiterate, you said, this is not about beating yourself up. This is not right. about you being like, Oh, I'm so stupid. I can't believe that I went back to that old identity. It's, it's about getting curious and noticing and reframing and, and continuing on. Totally. And that, that self-reflection piece, um, that non-judgmental self-reflection piece is such a huge part of people who are able to be successful. Yeah. And you talk a lot about feedback, like that you want feedback and it's really important, especially when you're looking at your results, but also your thoughts, not to edit them, not to pretend they're not happening or, Mm. um, you want to acknowledge the feedback and the thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm with love and with acceptance of who you are and just know that 
it can always change. You're not stuck. Um, but noticing it with like that love and almost objectiveness, you know, no judgment, no criticizing yourself or anything, just noticing, and then you can change it from that place. Yeah. Yeah, so this idea of it's going to take the time it takes is such a powerful one. And then the second one that I would love you to, to speak a little bit to um, is, the, is how to keep, how to trust the process when the process sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was one of my favorite podcasts that you did. Um, yeah. Can you kind of elaborate more on that? Right. Well, I think sometimes, like, some people call this, like, the river of misery. Um, like, I, I call it, like, the process, right? Like, it's it's when you don't have results yet, but you're doing all the work, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the process. Right. And I think sometimes it can be really frustrating because you're not seeing the results you want. Maybe it's really hard. Maybe you're really tired or you're exhausted, you know, and that's the one you need to trust the process the most, because if you give up the process, well, you won't get the results you want and you'll, you might blame it on the process, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's not the process. It's that you didn't trust the process all the way through. Mm -hmm. So, that's what, I, I don't know. I think that's the challenge of a lifetime is waiting for the results to come before you have evidence that it's working. You have to keep doing the things that will lead you there. So how do we do that? How do we believe something that we don't yet have evidence for? It's such a good question. Um, I think that you have to know yourself. I think if you are prone to self-sabotage, you know, you're going to notice that you stop believing before you had evidence. And like we talked about earlier, you know, you need to write down those beliefs so you know what to cling on to. Um, I also think this is where coaching comes in. I love coaching because you can notice when your thoughts have drifted from believing, you know, and it's just that awareness. I think awareness is like key for all all results. You have to be aware of what actions you're taking and what thoughts are creating those actions. And are they the actions that will lead you to what you want? Yes. And I think it can be really hard to self-identify that because guys, our beliefs don't show up as beliefs. Yeah. They show up as, well, that's just the way it is. Like they just, they show up for us as facts. And sometimes it can take that outside perspective of somebody who's, uh, you know, a little bit zoomed out to be like, uh, no girlfriend, like here's some of the thoughts and beliefs that you're <laughs> holding on to. And you're like, Oh crap. I didn't even like realize I was doing that. And once you right. know, realizing you're doing it is the first step. Once we can yes. identify it, then we can change it. But if we're just going through life being like, Oh, I don't have any beliefs that are holding me back. Well then we <laughs> can't do anything to change them. And that's where coaching really comes in. Right. And perspective. Yeah. In in the coaches world, we have like a phrase that we say like, well, that's just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> and because it feels like truth, like, well, this is just isn't working. Right. That feels mm-hmm. like so, so true when we say that, but it, that is just a thought mm-hmm. you don't like, and even though you don't have evidence that it is working, you also don't have evidence that it's not working, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's when you do trust the process. When you go, okay, I'm choosing to believe this right now. You make that conscious choice and you keep going and maybe you keep tweaking until you get what you want. You know, massive action means taking action until you get what you want. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean doing the same thing over and over again. It t- means taking action until it works. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So good. Okay. So one thing that you are very big on is being very intentional with your thinking. Um, and you've talked about it already when we talk about, okay, what do I need to believe in order to get the result? Um, you talked about it when, you know, we, we make those shifts to like, I don't believe this can work. How can I like do ladder thoughts to be able to get there? Um, 
So can you talk a, l- a little bit more about that, expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, so I think some people just think thoughts are you know, a reaction in your brain or you can't control it. But what I found is the, the more aware you are, the more you can choose your thoughts on purpose. And even if a thought is true, you don't have to think it, <laughs> right? Um, you know, if like someone is not at their ideal body weight, you don't have to keep thinking that thought. You can choose thoughts like this is working. I'm doing everything that I can. Like I love myself, you know, um, that's something that I think is really empowering for people. Like, okay, well you don't have to keep bringing that thought up in your mind. Mm -hmm. I also encourage people to do thought downloads or brain dumps, whatever you want to call it in that unedited way that we've discussed, like no judgment, just what are you thinking? Do you know? I think that (laughs) that's a big one for people. Like they can't even tell you what their thoughts are Mm -hmm. because it's going a million miles an hour or they're just so, you know, in it that they can't recognize what they're thinking versus what's real. You know, I, I think there's a difference between the truth like of your life versus what you think about your life. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that can be such a big difference. Yes. You know, um, how, so how can, how can we start to be more aware of our thoughts? We can do stop downloads. Is this mm-hmm. just really just about being like starting to just pay attention? Just yeah. To think about it. Right. Well, like, what was I just thinking about? That's a great start. You know, mm-hmm. what was I just thinking about? Cause I think sometimes it feels like just the, you know, we're like swimming in the water. Right. And we forget that this is water. Yeah. <laughs> And so I, I think a really good place to start is writing down, is journaling. You know, just take five minutes and just write down all the thoughts in your brain without editing them, without judging them. Um, like, oh, I shouldn't write that down. That's a bad thought. Like, no, write it down. Like, let's just look at it, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, you, can't, you can't pick new thoughts if you don't know what your current thoughts are, mm-hmm. at least in a way that's empowering, you yeah. know. I love what you say about um, not judging our thoughts um, and getting them down in a way that we can like look at them. Because I do think that once, like I said, like one of the hardest things is identifying those beliefs. Um, but then when we can identify those beliefs and, and not have any judgment on whether it's a good or a bad belief, we can really look at it logically and rationally of, is this a belief that I want to hold on to? Is this right. a belief that's moving me towards that goal? And if yes, cool, like let's hold on to that belief. If no, which is for a lot of people, like they'll look at these beliefs and they'll be like, well, that's really making this a harder process. Well, right. now, now you have the option to change that belief or hold on to it. Like you never have to do anything. Um, this is just a matter of like, how can you make this easier for yourself? How can you interpret this in a different way? I, I teach a lot about interpretation in my programs of how you're interpreting something and how can we change that interpretation to actually support you and encourage you and motivate you and not make you feel defeated. Right. Well, like, you know, this is, it's so empowering to know that, like, if you look at something and go, oh, actually, that doesn't really help me anymore. But with that, like, lightness and just interest and curiosity. Curiosity, and, yeah. Yeah, instead of harshness and, you know, upset that it's not working or whatever, you know, something, sometimes beliefs show up, like you said, as truth like we don't know that it's just a belief we just think that's the way the world works like losing weight is hard or you know whatever and the first step is like hmm that might be a belief yeah (laughs) yes yes and do I want to keep believing that is believing that weight loss is hard is that helping me Um, right and 
people will get all up in arms and they'll be like, well, weight loss is hard. And I have, <laughs> I have this evidence and I have this evidence and I have this experience. And so thus weight loss is hard. And when you can step back from that, like Amber said, and just get curious, like, and actually just even just first identify that as a belief. Yeah. You may have all this evidence, but it's still just a belief. Do you want to hold on to that? Would somebody right. who has the results that you have, would somebody who had lost 50 pounds, like, would they hold on to that belief that like, this is hard and it's so hard that you shouldn't do it? Or would they say weight loss can be challenging, but it's absolutely worth, it's worth the process. Like, how can we shift those beliefs to be something that somebody who has a result that you want would actually believe? Right. Well, and is it actually hard or is it just new? Ooh, you know, there's yeah. so many different beliefs you can choose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, Amber, you're awesome. I highly, highly encourage any of you guys listening to go listen to her podcast, The Seeker Podcast. Um, I don't sit here and recommend podcasts very often because I really want you listening to mine. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Amber's is one that is in such alignment with the things that I teach. And, and she has such a um, unique perspective and, and, and a strength in some in an area that like I necessarily don't feel like I'm the expert on. Um, and so you just have some really great stuff. So I really encourage you guys, the things that she says, I know you talk to coaches and I know you like <laughs> niche down with like life coaches, but I'm telling you like everything that comes out of her mouth can very easily be applicable to you and your, in your fitness journey. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah. It's all just results, right? Totally. Uh, yeah. And thoughts create our results and we always see our thoughts in our results. So that. That can be applied to anywhere. So let's close with this idea uh, that I want you guys to consider. What Amber just said is that if you don't currently have the results that you want, there is a result that you don't currently have. There is a belief and thoughts in between you and that result. Um, and that's how you'll know that there are some beliefs holding you back. That's how you will know that there is some identity work holding you back is if you don't currently have the results, then there's something that needs to be tweaked, that needs to be adjusted, that needs to be changed in order for those results to be true in your life. Right. So good. And that's a powerful place to be. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Amber. Where can people find you other than your podcast? Yeah. Um, I hang out on Instagram mostly at it's Amber Smith. Yep. Come hang out with me. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks Thank for having me. Thanks, Amber. See ya. I hope that you loved Amber as much as I did. I hope that as you were listening, you were really starting to apply the things that she was teaching into your life and your fitness journey. And like I said at the beginning, I would love it if you would post on Instagram or DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook and just let me know what are your takeaways from this this podcast episode. What did you learn? And more importantly, how can you actually start to apply what you learned into your life? Because that's that application of the things that you're learning that is actually going to drive you towards the results that you want. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. 
And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.